welcome aboard the Little Red Bandwagon, your twice-weekly podcast about a podcast that might just be too beautiful to live. In the Stick of Butter Studios in New Brighton, Minnesota, I'm Ann Lundholm. On Fridays, we bring you clip shows, 10 interviews, and sometimes even special shows that have very little to do with TBTL. Uh, This show, however, is on Monday, so we're gathered here to recap, dissect, analyze, and possibly even celebrate the previous week of TBTL. Joining me to make this happen are my own personal heroes in a half shell. First up from Peace and Quiet Studios in Grand Rapids, Michigan, it's Meredith All the Way Mayhan. Hello, Meredith. Hi, Ann. And rounding out the I-35 crew from Deer Blind Studios in the mountain room of the Manshack Estates in Manshack, Texas, it's Mike the Jail Dude Frizzell. Good morning, Mike. Good morning. Well done. I had to write it down. (laughs) (laughs) I had to go back and listen to a previous episode and write it down so I would get it right. You got it. As usual, the plan for this episode is to talk some LRV business, to go through the week in review, do some housekeeping, and let you know how you can get involved in the show. So, LRB business on the Friday show, I hope everybody listened to it on their um, Thanksgiving preparation traveling, because we did actually drop it on Thursday. It was the LRB Thanksgiving special, where we shared the things that we are thankful um, updates from that is that after all that talk of electric blankets, I bought an electric blanket <laughs> while everyone, it? everyone was talking about that. And I was sitting there listening and I thought, why don't I have an electric blanket? My bedroom is so cold. You're in Minnesota for God's sake. Get yourself an electric blanket. I Treat know yourself. I have a tuck under garage and my bedroom is on top of it. And the garage is not heated. You know, it oh, doesn't man. get frigid in there because it's surrounded by house. But uh, the cold comes right up into my bedroom. And I'm like, wait, why have I lived here almost 10 years? And I never even thought about getting an electric blanket. So I have one now and it's pretty awesome. Yeah. So thanks, Mike. Thanks, Bobby, for bringing up electric blankets. (laughs) That was very helpful. I don't even have one, but we did talk about it a lot. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you asked questions that got me thinking about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talked about all our Thanksgiving plans. Did everybody's work out as intended? Mike, you posted pictures of the pork loin that looked pretty good, I must say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it was a it was a delicious, delicious dinner. We forgot to get the yams, but uh, other than that, everything was excellent, and I've enjoyed two more meals from it since. Yeah, we had everybody over at my mom's house. Um, It was delightful, and then my nephew stayed over and talked to me about video games for about 24 hours straight, so I got real (laughs) good at smiling and nodding. (laughs) Oh, yeah, you posted that little video for us. (laughs) That was pretty funny. Yeah, it was just him talking and me making faces. (laughs) He doesn't care Uh if I'm listening. He just Uh wants to talk. Uh Uh-huh, 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 uh-huh. Yeah, okay. Um, The update that I wanted to give that I talked about on the Thanksgiving special is that I said one of the things that I was thankful for is that we were going to have a new baby in the family. So I just wanted to share with everybody in the Wagoneer family that on Monday, November 20th, we welcomed Henry Paul Peterson into the family. And uh, it was a long, rough labor. I guess there was kind of a scary moment in the middle, but everything came out all right, both literally and figuratively. And he's a pretty cute little peanut. So good. Congratulations. 
I asked my brother if it'd be okay to post a picture in the Facebook uh, post comments, and he said it would be. So I'll put I'll put a little picture of him in there once I um, post the put the Facebook post in there. So that was very exciting for us. On to other LRB business. Christy is getting into the holiday shopping spirit. She would like us to let everybody know that we are going to be having a Cyber Monday deal on the LRB merchandise on our site, littleredbandwagon.com. Hit the shop button. You can buy our merchandise and get free shipping, free shipping on all LRB merch. So uh, that's a great opportunity if anybody Mm -hmm. has anything that they've been thinking that they might like to get. And then moving on, I see, Mike, you have a note here that you have started chasing ambulances. Uh, I have. I Literally never or I would, figuratively? I never, uh, well, figuratively. I never thought that I would be um, uh, someone who would go after personal injury um, <laughs> bullshit. But uh, it's this, uh, this, this diabetes drug called Invokana has come under a lot of scrutiny lately. Um, as there was a study done after after the drug had been out for quite some time that um and and it came to the conclusion that uh diabetics who were using this drug had a much higher incident incidence of amputations and it just so happens that I was prescribed the drug in June of 2015 um about 15 months later I had one foot amputated and then a year later uh, the other foot amputated. Hmm. So, um, if if anybody's going to qualify for this for this lawsuit, uh, it it's going to be me. the The results probably won't come for quite some time. Um, the uh, the legal legal eagles are are gathering people like me, and um, there ha- I think there's going to have to be a couple of court cases or settlements that'll kind of set the set the bar. At least this is what I've read, and then and then the uh, Johnson and Johnson uh, is going to probably have to settle with um, settle with everyone who who brings a brings a case to them. Um, I don't know if Johnson Johnson has any money, but if if they do, um, <laughs> maybe a they're going to probably have to peel off a few a few hundos, maybe one hundo a day. Wow, <laughs> five That's hundos rich. a week. <laughs> Did you say is this so, going to uh, be a class action suit or individual suits? Not not yet. Um, I there's no talk of that. I think what I, from what I read, um, they're 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 just going to you know if individuals are going to bring suit and then um, and then it'll they'll settle on some sort of uh, scale or something. I don't know. I don't know how it's going to work out. It's very early stages, and I'm um, just now talking with uh an attorney so we'll see i'll I'll get more information and but those those dirty bastards put that drug on the market and they didn't they didn't have all the results it uh, d- does a good job of controlling your blood sugar but uh <laughs> but uh, you you don't get to keep your feet apparently everything has side effects mike i don't understand why you're so upset about this <laughs> right right <laughs> Minor side effects may apply. Well, I guess this goes to show you um, why it's a little silly to be upset when the FDA takes a while to approve drugs and makes people do all <laughs> right. sorts of testing on them. Yeah, it's kind right. of important. Mm-hmm. 
turns out there is a reason for it. And it's not just Big Pharma working out how to make more money. Or wait, maybe it is Big Pharma rushing it through to make more money. I'm not sure how it works, but somebody's making money. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, I switched to this other drug a while back, and, and it seems to be doing really well, too. But who knows? You, know? you haven't lost any more feet since then, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. I can't lose any more feet, that's for sure. Well, we'll stay tuned and see how how that goes. I mean, it's going to be a slow play, but <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll give updates as warranted. Good. Uh, in throw your phone moments, we have a couple of throw your phones that we'll hopefully address throughout the rest of the show. Last week we said that, and then we completely forgot <laughs> to talk about any of the throw your phone moments. So I'm very sorry to the people who <laughs> wrote in, and we just missed you because we were so. Um, so focused on what we were talking about, we'll try to do better this week. And with that, I will get us started off on the Week in Review with Monday, number 2515, a boy named Suki. Uh, Andrew could not let this a boy named uh, joke go, That it's definitely on his brain. He, and they had it for the, not to spoil things, but they had it for the cooking with Sean too. It's the boy yep. named Sue Chef, and then mm-hmm. now it's the boy dog named Suki. Uh, so Luke and Carrie are at Walsh Wash and Doormat. I was extremely amused at the beginning that Carrie just wasn't listening to Luke <laughs> talking. Like they got to the point where Luke wanted to ask her about how Susie Burbank does or doesn't like dogs. And Carrie was like, what? Huh? <laughs> Can you repeat that? I just wonder what her life is like. Does she do a lot of that? A lot of just tuning him out while he talks incessantly? You have to. It's like being around a nine-year-old. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but that is the start of the um, the first point, first discussion point of the day, is that Luke says that Susie doesn't like dogs, even though she says that she does like dogs. But he gets into this story about this dog that Walt and Susie essentially in- inherited. Is that right? It was an older dog that they got from somebody. I forget exactly the details. But Suki had a bad smell, and Susie didn't like the dog, and she didn't like the smell, and (laughs) would yell at the dog all the time. Um, However, she does go out of her way to tell them now that she likes Rudy, but Luke said it's usually when Rudy's doing something that's really annoying. (laughs) (laughs) Susie reassures them that she, no, no, I really, I do like Rudy. I have to say, um, I am someone who has gotten sort of tarred with the brush of a, a non-dog liker and it's so unfair because I don't dislike dogs at all I'm just not like the two of you I'm not like a big slobbering animal loving mess all the time <laughs> right hey you got along good with my dogs <laughs> they liked you you liked them I know I, I, didn't, I, do. I didn't see any of that I love to pet a dog or look at cat pictures on the internet I just don't want one and it seems mm-hmm. to me like There's no spectrum allowed. It's a very binary thing. Animal lovers think that you either absolutely love all animals or that you're Cruella DeVille. And I'm like, (laughs) wait, no, there's something in between that. (laughs) It's, it's totally okay if you don't like an individual dog or, you know, because some dogs could be assholes, but I think overall, if, if you don't like dogs, you know, if, I don't know. I, I think the person is the asshole <laughs> at that point. Yep. 
But you don't have to have one. I didn't have no. one until I met Emily, and no. I didn't know how great it was, you know. But I always liked them. Yeah, sure. I'm you not know, afraid but, of dogs. I don't have right, any problems right. with them. I just, I don't need one in my life. That's okay. Mm-hmm. I'll just come down and see you guys. Yeah. <laughs> see your dog. Speaking of that, Meredith, do you miss you miss Eddie? I do. Um, he's at daycare right now because Duff is in mm-hmm. Iceland. And so I've been watching him on the webcam play at daycare every day, right. kind of sadly great. touching the screen. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but that's something that was only recently become, you know, an option. So that's, that's good. Yeah. You know, that yeah. you can do that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I do miss him. I miss the cats. I get, um, I'm getting updates every day from my cat sitter. And she sends mm-hmm. me proof of life photos twice a day. <laughs> the cat holding the newspaper. <laughs> yes. Right, 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 right. Yeah. So everyone's doing well. Good. Uh, they get into this tangent on this Gizmodo article that Luke read about the disappearance of the few remaining iron lungs. Uh, I thought that sounded interesting enough that I actually went and read the article. If uh, anybody wants to read it, you just, uh, I think I Googled Gizmodo iron lung and it came right up. And it was really fascinating all about how the last couple of people who have still elected to uh, keep using iron lungs are really in a tough spot because the companies that made them can't support them anymore. So they're just kind of, kind of on their own with fixing them and maintaining them. And if anything fails, these people are, are SOL. It's like, it's like having a pool in Bellingham. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yep. Uh, I think they profiled three people. Uh, They were the only three people that the writer could find that actually still used iron lungs. And they have, you know, had to make, friends with people over the internet or just find somebody like some mechanic that figured out how to do all this stuff. And I thought that uh, the other thing that this article was really great for was reinforcing the importance of vaccinations. Right. Mm -hmm. I have a a cousin who I love very dearly, but who is one of those crunchy types who's like, well, a hundred years ago, we didn't have vaccinations and we were fine. I don't want to put things into my children's bodies. And I'm like, yeah, you obviously have never seen a picture of a polio ward because if you had, you might feel a little bit differently. (laughs) Let's take a look at the child mortality rates a hundred years ago. And then let's think about our vaccine choices and one of the ladies in the article said that she just gets so angry when people talk about not vaccinating their kids because she's like look at me there was no vaccine when I got polio and I wish to god there had been because my life would be so different so Mm -hmm. um, I agree with Luke it was an incredibly fascinating article and I recommend that people go read it it was very entertaining and informative Um, moving back into show content Luke and Carrie went uh, to a dinner party download after party on Thursday after he brought the vitamin B to the Last Supper show. Uh, This party at the Rendezvous where they saw a guy who was embodying Abraham Lincoln. (laughs) Um, Luke says that they saw this couple and the woman, quote, appeared to be a resident of the year 2017, unquote. And the man, he wasn't dressed in a costume as an actor as Abe Lincoln. It's like he was being Abe Lincoln. It put me in mind of those guys who embrace their Santa Claus persona. 
you see those guys mm, around yeah. who got the beard and the belly and now all year long they're wearing like red suspenders and <laughs> yeah they're method actors now yep yeah <laughs> they're just really embracing the santa of it all and i think this guy uh, was embracing the Abe Lincoln of it all, down to the point that when everyone was ordering drinks, he got a pint glass of milk. Is that, that an drank. Abe Lincoln thing? I don't know. Did he not drink alcohol? I don't know. Probably not. He seemed he seemed like a real square. Yeah. <laughs> That's Is just it all right a... if I shoot him in the head? I mean, if we can complete the complete his Lincolnness. Yeah, I, I wouldn't recommend it. Maybe. Be a good story to tell all the other guys in jail. I don't support this plan. I, I kill, <laughs> no, I no. killed Lincoln <laughs> again. Um, Luke mentioned that he also looked like the mummy a lot, like a very handsome version of the mummy. I think he said less desiccated. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> the mummy's got some miles on him these yeah. days. Yeah, he, he, he went from he went from like. I mean, because I I met him, I hung out with him, and uh, and he was he was still in his handsome phase. And then I saw a picture of him like five years later, and he'd aged twenty five years. Oh That's what no! Living in a in a teepee will do to you. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> well, I was listening to Luke tell the story, and I was um, having some serious eye rolls. And I put down in my notes that I would avoid this guy just because I'm not into this look at me ness of it all right. and then andrew said the exact same thing he just really mm -hmm. can't handle the look at meanness of it and luke and carrie kind of defended him they said that he didn't really seem to be going for a look at me vibe but how can that possibly be right you don't <laughs> right. dress right. up like abraham lincoln the cobra around the his uh, sh shoulders you know should have tipped him off that <laughs> he a really was riding a unicycle next to him <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah I'm just afraid that if I saw this guy, my eyes would roll so far back I couldn't I couldn't get him back to the front. <laughs> they go into a tangent about Twitter. I forgot how they got here, but Andrew characterizes Twitter as a rage machine. More and more often lately, you get the sense that he's really having some problems with Twitter, and he says it's just the the venue for being pissed off and watching other people be pissed off, and he's getting tired of it. It's it's what you make of it. I mean, yeah. most of the people that I follow just tell jokes. It's, yeah. mm -hmm. you know, it, uh, I don't follow ragey people. <laughs> just don't do it. Yeah, true. The problem might be with Andrew's choice of, of yeah, people on Twitter. Yeah, you can cultivate it. Right. Yep. Mm -hmm. But Luke has said he's also started muting people or unfollowing them who are just uh, publishing rageful material all the time. I think it probably won't be too long until... We see Andrew step away from Twitter, but they do mm. talk about the picture that he tweeted about the man walking his pig in some <laughs> parking lot. I had to go check that out. That was quite a large pig. That was no <laughs> cute little Wilbur looking pig. That was, that seems like a mistake is all it is. You get the cute little pig <laughs> and you think that it's just wonderful. Like, and then all of a sudden a mini it's 400 pig. pounds. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. They sell it to you as a as a, oh yeah, it's a mini pig or whatever, and then it grows to five hundred like pounds. The rats from the Mexican sewers that look like chihuahuas. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, Luke has trouble remembering Carrie's birthday. I think this came up in the context of they're having a, some conflict because her birthday falls on the same day as the party for the definitely very real neighbor Rich's <laughs> birthday party. <laughs> And Andrew asked her what she wants 
for her gift this year. And she says that she doesn't need any kind of gifts. She just wants an acknowledgement of her she birthday. She wants Luke to shut up for five minutes. <laughs> Mike, I know that you're very down on birthdays as, you know, congratulations, you're a whole year older. <laughs> what a great job yeah, you've done. Congratulations on aging. <laughs> but you woke up today. I, I agree with Carrie that a birthday, it's not a bad time to get an acknowledgement from people who are like, yeah, I'm kind of glad you're on this planet and I'm glad that you've been on this planet for another year. That's, that's not a terrible thing. I'm okay with it. I mean, I, I just don't, I don't care for it myself. Right. You know, and, and I, I don't like, I, I'm very anti like birthday week, you know, that some people birthday month of Mm -hmm. celebration, you know, where, you're not being celebrated by your friends and family, but you're setting up your own. You're celebrating your yourself and using that's your birthday as an excuse to act like a selfish jerk for a month. Yeah, that's that's what I meant. Yeah, I shared a birthday in high school with a girl who was very popular and she would come into class on our birthday and she would be like wearing a crown and with a sash and everyone was making oh, a huge on. fuss about her. And I was like, well, this sucks. Um, my best friend in college, we shared a birthday, and so in in college, I probably celebrated my birthday more than before or after, you know. And once once we weren't living in the same fraternity anymore, <laughs> um, we would just send each other really stupid cards in which we would write congratulations on aging. <laughs> Um, let's see. Oh, Carrie does tell this cute story about, uh, the very first year they moved into Burbank Springs and all the boxes were still all cluttered around and it was her birthday and Luke kind of MacGyvered together. Was it like a breakfast tray? I don't remember the details just to show her that, you know, he loved her and appreciated her. And she said, that's the kind of thing that she wants for her birthday. And I support that. Uh, well, they get to the top story for the day, which is that Luke took his skateboard to L.A. And makes the point that lots of people his age skateboard in L.A., especially at the beach. Guys, seriously, there are lots of people just like me who are super cool who skateboard. It's not weird <laughs> and stupid. Uh, lots of people murder their family members. I mean, that doesn't make it right. Yep. Then he tells this story about this skateboard experience that he had at LAX. I just, I can't get on board with him skateboarding in airports. I can't. No. Uh, But this seemed like a a sort of a perfect storm where the floor was just nice and smooth with a gentle downward slope and no friction so that he could get going. And it sort of looked like he knew what he was doing until the point where he picked up too much speed that he didn't think he would be able to jump off without hurting himself (laughs) and had to take his chances at being able to shoot through the crowd and not take out any 15 year old soccer players. (sighs) I think I've said this before, but I, I am openly rooting for him to to go through a plate glass window <laughs> in a sports bar in an airport. Is that what it's going to take? Will that stop him? I hope so. I I don't want him to get hurt, but I I want him to be mortally embarrassed. <laughs> he says that he heard that these teenage soccer players talking about his skateboard and saying that it must be motorized. And so once he was finally able to come to a stop and get off, he showed it to them to let them know that it wasn't motorized, that it was in fact just a regular skateboard and that they were really impressed with that. Um, And Carrie at this point is 
basically just embarrassed. She thinks that this is totally ridiculous. And she says that she's having the feeling you have when you're a kid and your dad does something embarrassing. Yeah, he's basically yeah. Steve Buscemi in 30 Rock. Hello, fellow kids. Yes. <laughs> yeah, he's become Poochie. Yeah. <laughs> Andrew and Carrie are just making fun of him for this. And he, he gets kind of defensive. He He's yep. still pretty upbeat, but there's definitely a defensive edge to this. At this point, Andrew gets distracted because he can hear his upstairs neighbor's Roomba going. So they have to go back to the well-worn topic of Roombas for a while. And uh, Carrie finally kind of gets to defend her dislike of the Roomba. And she says it just wasn't worth the time she spent managing it, getting it out of corners and, um, I don't know, getting it away from things that it shouldn't be with. Meredith, I know you said you have to do a lot of like pre managing yeah some it's it's still worth it to me you know you have to empty it every day or at least when you have four cats and a dog you have to empty it every day um and there's there's a a threshold in my house that's too tall for it to get over (laughs) so I have to uh move one of my kitchen rugs to kind of elevate it a little bit otherwise it'll get stuck on that on that threshold every time but that's it I mean clean up the cat toys and stuff that I should be doing anyway uh so that it doesn't run them over and get stuck I would love to have a Roomba, but but the the house here in Manchac um, has like three different levels, yeah. so I would have to move it. Oh, that'd be um, a pain. Actually, it's actually we have four different levels if you count the entryway of the house. Yeah, and uh, and <clears throat> sweeping the house does uh, it does allow for the gun show. You know, <laughs> sweeping the house every day. Could the Roomba go up your ramps? I don't know. Yeah, it the, could. The ramps are pretty pretty steep. The threshold of the ramp, it might not be able to do, mm. you know, because oh. I, I have to, like, make an effort to get over the threshold of it with my wheelchair. So I don't know if the Roomba, Roomba could climb it. I I guess that the lesson of the Roomba is that, that if you buy one with the expectation that you're just going to set it and forget it <laughs> and that right. your floors yeah. are going to be magically clean, that you're in for some disappointment. And your biceps will get all flabby. <laughs> right. That's true. Save your biceps. Mm-hmm. Uh, they talk at the kind of the end of the show. They shoehorn in what I think was supposed to be the top story about the Netflix survey about public Netflix watching and people who are snooping on what you're watching in public and getting spoiled. I mean, that's your <laughs> own problem. Yeah. If you're going to watch other people's content out in the world then i you can't complain keep your eyes to yourself uh luke says he would never watch nudity in public good choice luke and carrie thinks that people are just just a lot more comfortable these days doing questionable things in public i don't know that i necessarily agree with that i think people have always been fairly clueless i think people don't remember that other people are watching i mean you know when you see drivers on the highway doing things in your car and you want to be like you know that's not a one-way mirror right i can Mm -hmm. see you (laughs) right i think people somehow think they're in their little space and that nobody can see them and that just extends to to watching things on their their devices in public uh but carrie does tell this story about um poor public behavior about being in a coffee shop and this guy came in when it was sitting by her doing what she described as a super Rubik's cube with like an iPhone timer going off all the time and how irritating it was. And and Andrew uh, thinks that people should 
realize when he's like making dagger eyes at them in public. And I, I wrote down that he feels like that they should just uh, pick up on his passive aggressive hate right. of them, which is just <laughs> foolish. Nobody's paying enough attention to you, Andrew, to understand that you're staring at them funny. Um, let's see. Oh, then Luke tells this LAX story that's a little tenuous in its connection, other than bad public behavior about this entitled woman who was in the security line in front of him and her purse got flagged to be searched. And then she was upset about it and she was blocking his way while he was trying to get through. And then he is proud of himself that he gave her attitude, which I don't think is necessarily something to be proud of. Maybe he's proud that he didn't let the big dog out, that it was more like calculated sarcasm or something. Or that he wasn't like Andrew and just stand there and hope that she picked up on his <laughs> yeah displeasure. I, I think airports are another place where people are just so invested in their own business. They're, mm -hmm. Nobody's thinking about, you know, sharing the space with other people. Uh, it's If you're going to be upset at what people do in airports, you're going to spend your entire trip <laughs> being mad at people. The only thing I can't stand is people that decide to stop right in the middle of the hallway. Yeah. You know, right. like where are we going, which which is the gate, which restaurant we should go to. You know, if they would just move like three feet to the left or three feet to the right so that I continue, that would be great. Well, when I used to uh, work at um, Safeco Field, uh, I would have to move product all around the stadium during the game. And yeah, those people were the worst. That if you're going to stop, just, you know, pull over to the side or whatever. But they would just, they're enjoying their stadium experience and they're just going to stop in right. the middle of a, a mm -hmm. super wide aisle while I'm behind them with, you know, two tons of cheese and the, <laughs> threatening their, their Achilles tendon. Right. You could kill them. Yeah. Yeah. If yeah. you ran into them with it's that much decision. cheese. <laughs> right. And in the airport, there's always those, um, the people in the scooters or, or the golf carts or whatever, you know, I, I don't, I don't want to get run over by that either. So. Yeah. I wonder if it's, just people that maybe have limited processing power in their brains, like in a stadium mm -hmm. or an airport when there's so many people and there's so much going on and you have so many decisions to make. Maybe right. that's one of the things that just has to go is your I think situational that, awareness. That's a good point. And I think it's, it's like when, uh, I don't know if you guys do this, but like if you have the radio on in the car, music on in the car and you all of a sudden like have to figure out where you're going, like you're, you're a little bit lost or whatever i turn i turn it off you know oh yeah mm -hmm. absolutely yeah that's so, a mental yeah, you bandwidth have so much thing. processing power in your right brain. right mm -hmm. so i guess we just gotta live with it <laughs> yes i guess so <laughs> luke's just gotta live it's with not it. gonna stop oh yeah. the other thing that i thought was maybe if luke wasn't down to the wire on his airport timing Every time, right? Maybe wouldn't bother you, know, you wouldn't, so much. Wouldn't be such a a big deal if the lady is blocking him from getting through. But then they they don't have a no point today because the Seahawks were they playing Monday Night Football? Was that what it was? Yeah. Yeah, they're playing Monday Night. So they just do a short little preview. Carrie is very nervous about the game, but weirdly optimistic. That's how Luke usually is. Maybe she's picking that up from him. And Andrew right. really, really wants to say that he thinks that they're going to lose, but he just can't bring himself to do it. <laughs> he was right. He was he right. Was right. <laughs> and that'll do it for Monday. All right. I got Tuesday, twenty-five sixteen. Clean Boys Unite. You know, I, I 
told y'all before we started recording that uh, I was reviewing my notes for Tuesday and some of them don't make any sense to me. So uh, this is going to be a fun, uh, a fun journey. Um, the, the show starts with uh, Rudy being very anxious because she can hear David Burbank, who now apparently has moved in to um, Burbank Springs, eating an apple in the other room. And, and that is a that is a real phenomenon for for uh, the dogs that I've known. Uh, especially the dogs that I have now, if they can, they can hear chewing, you know, at half a mile away and they want to get to whatever might fall on the floor or you might generously give them. So. Oh, and Rudy's and Ru- shut up with Luke torture. <laughs> right. He never stops talking. <laughs> um, they make the uh, announcement that the uh, pod crawl is happening. Um, which will be the Wednesday show and that they have been assigned Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the original mo- movie. Um, so we have that to look forward to. I've never seen it, but we'll discuss that with tomorrow's show. Andrew, he's not buying that, that uh, Rudy was in the room. Um, so he's playing, he plays his own uh, sound effects, um, which is, I think it was dogs, a dog barking, which, um, is like it's very much a doggy Alexa. If the sound is good, like if we're watching TV and and there's there are sound effects of animals, um, only rarely do our animals get into it. And and I don't know what what it is exactly. Maybe cer- certain types of of yowls from a cat, but like in in general, like the dogs don't get fooled by the television, like the doorbell rings on television they don't freak out uh meredith what, what's been your experience with, with that if they're real um eddie gets interested um if the sounds are real if it's a cartoon or if obviously a fake meow done by a person or a bark then he doesn't care but he, there are times on tv that's a good point where he can tell if it's a real one and he'll start he'll you know his ears are, will perk up or he'll go walk over to the tv or he'll bark back um, the doorbell doesn't scare him. He he's not interested in doorbells at all, um, but barks for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're you're right. Uh, now that I'm thinking about it, the only time that that the dogs get excited is when it's it's a video of like a dog, yeah, barking or chasing a frisbee or a real cat. And, yeah, and my cats don't care. They don't care about cat videos. What they do um, perk up at is if I'm watching something with kittens. So the, the you know, kittens have a different meow <laughs> and they get very interested in what's going on. They'll try to walk behind the computer or my phone oh. or whatever and see where it's coming from. Like they want to go see the kittens. Oh, they got to take care of the kittens. Yeah, That's cute. It is. Luke uh, has, he, he cleans, he cleans his entire yard after um, going back to bed and visualizing his, his day. Um, and then it, Andrew wanted to get an early start on the podcast, but Luke, of course, started cleaning his yard, forgot all about Andrew, and they ended up recording <laughs> late. So um, there's talk of, of podcasts you listen to while cleaning. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. I think there are different podcasts for different occasions, right? Because your, your level of engagement with it. Mm-hmm. Um, do you guys have any that, that you use for cleaning? Yeah, I do. I listen to usually either Sawbones, which is that medical history podcast by the McElroys or My Brother, My Brother and Me. Something about those two shows 
um, since I hate to clean, kind of get me through it. Um, I don't listen to TBTL yeah, when I do it because I have point. to. T- I have to listen more actively to TBTL. Um, so those are passive, passively enjoy, you know, enjoyable for me. So mm-hmm. it's good for cleaning. See, see, Andrew loves to clean, so he he wants podcasts he doesn't really have to concentrate mm-hmm. on. So it's a different phenomenon for him. But yeah, I hear you because I I want something I want something engaging for my brain because it for me cleaning takes no brain power. Yeah, you know. I don't enjoy it that much. <laughs> right. Yeah, Can I recommend a podcast, a new podcast that I just listened to? Because, Mike, I think it's going to be right up Emily's alley. Okay. It's a, a true crime podcast. Uh, it's called Done Disappeared by, uh, okay. what's the guy's name? <laughs> I think it's, uh, is it John David Booter? It's <laughs> his name. There's only, there's three episodes out. They're 10 minutes each. Uh, yep. Done, dis- Done Disappeared by John David Booter, uh, written by John David Booter, produced by John David Booter, hosted, uh, music written, everything by, by John David Booter, and it's everything you could ever want in a true crime podcast. Done Disappeared. Emily, this is for you. Actually, this is for everybody. If you do not get five minutes into the first episode and start laughing your ass off, I will send you a batch of baked goods. <laughs> oh, she watches... Or she listens to so many of those murder shows that she's down to some real dregs, so it'll be mm-hmm. nice. Yep. She's going to like this one, I guarantee it. She listens to people who talk about murders who have a very tenuous grasp of the English language. And she <laughs> she Facebook posts about it all the time, <laughs> the things that come out of these people's mouths. Uh, in in the, the best one was... Um, one of these women said they they described um, the murder as he was in a fugu state. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! To which I I I replied, "What he he pretended he was a Japanese pufferfish." <laughs> oh dear! Anyway, all you need is a um, microphone and a dream. <laughs> I know we need to raise the barrier to to entry. Mm-hmm on the on the podcasting uh i i have podcasts that i like to listen to if i'm trying to sleep you know um stuff where like nothing happens mm-hmm. um there's a podcast called sleep with me that i used for a while where which is a guy who admittedly tells boring stories and he just just goes on and on telling boring stories and uh it does work um they they talk about a 30 for 30 documentary and yeah all those are really well done it's an amazing series i i didn't know it was a they had them out in podcast uh form i'm gonna check it out and see if it's original content and how they do that exactly um there's they play some tape of an an australian party leader talking about gay marriage and then switching gears to a more um, uh, another subject and completely losing enthusiasm it was an odd, I don't know why they played it, and it was an odd... Yeah, it was um, very strange all around. Because <laughs> I couldn't tell if the guy was being sarcastic. I don't think or... so. So I saw that clip on the Colbert show the other day. Um, okay. He, he played it, and um, it, it. I didn't quite get the joke either when Colbert did it, but his whole point was that it was a pretty hard left turn from talking about gay marriage to people getting ripped apart by crocodiles. Just that it's the most Australia thing oh, that's right. ever happened. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
we'll we'll just move on from it, I guess, since we can't figure it out. Uh, Luke talks about his um, bathroom ritual, uh, how he likes to have everything all all ready. Oh, um, oh, throw your phone moment from oh, Don. Uh, Don said, I'll read it. If you ever wondered why Luke has so many stories about nearly shitting his pants, mystery solved on today's show. Good point. The TV has to be right. The reading material has to be right. The temperature has yeah. to be right. Um, and speaking of that, uh, Andrew reveals that he he unwraps all of his paper towels and his toilet paper before he puts them in the supply chain. Do you, do you guys do that? And do you do that? No. No, if I did, the cats would get in there and tear it all up. They love to do that. <laughs> right. Well, right. I just it never think, even occurred to me to do that. Like, if you're, I, I don't have a Costco membership, but what if you shopped at Costco and you got like forty-eight rolls of toilet paper and you unwrapped them all? By the well, time yeah. you got to the back, wouldn't they be like dusty and stuff? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, I get them from Amazon. I get huge boxes delivered from Amazon. Uh, subscribe and save, and so there's no way it would take me an hour to unwrap all that stuff. I'm not doing that. <laughs> Yeah, I think Andrew, uh, he's a grocery store shopper for the most part, so he probably just gets the little... That's the least cost-effective way to buy paper products, Andrew. Oh, it's terrible. So, let's see. Um, they give their takes on Thanksgiving. Of course, Luke loves it. It's a big family day, and he loves the, the potatoes and the rolls. Andrew hates it, but it is sex day, so I guess <laughs> I guess if you if you have sex in the morning, then... You know, there's nothing else to look forward to the rest of the day if you have food issues, you know. Can I clear up some confusion about sex day? Oh, please. Yeah. <clears throat> because it did happen to come up on the Stens page the other day and a newer listener was like, sex day, what's that? And then five people incorrectly explained what sex day is, you know, <laughs> as happens on the Stens page. So I actually had gone and looked up the clip like the morning of this show. So before I listened to it and then I heard Andrew like when is sex day again and the way that he described it when they first talked about it i think it was 2014 was that he said that thanksgiving coincided with sex day and so what that says to me is that uh since thanksgiving is the fourth thursday that sex day is on a fixed calendar day and it just came around so that the two of them oh, jived so, so that would like, make okay. sex day november 27th always every year so every seven years, sex day is Thanksgiving Day. Yes. Right. So maybe mm. we can Did... cut this out, but that's also Andrew's birthday, yeah? <laughs> Happy birthday to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good call. Good call, man. And actually, this uh, this episode then is going to be dropping on sex day. So I'd That's like right. to wish you both happy sex day. <laughs> I you. haven't decided how I'm going to gonna celebrate. <laughs> and happy sex day to you as well. <laughs> um, here's the part of the notes that I don't remember at all. Unisex uh, bathroom signage. I put a question mark there. Um, anything? Oh, they anyone? talked about how it's good. Like, Luke is grateful for the bathroom debate because it has allowed for more unisex single stall bathrooms where you can go do number two in private. Oh, because of the stalls all the way to the floor. Yeah, because it's a single yeah, person. Yeah, 
door locking situation. Right. Right. And as it is now, if they've changed, say, a men's room into a unisex room, but then there would still be urinals in there. Right. And so a lady might go in to use it and there would be dudes at the urinals. And how does that work? that's kind of weird. I mean, I think we'd get used to it, but... I don't like it. I think the first time, the first time you hear women talking behind you at the urinal, (laughs) yeah. Oh wow! Try to fix their hair while you're standing right next to (laughs) them. I I I really need to be all the way zipped up before I turn around. Um, and this part of the notes I don't understand at all. What is Proud Boys? Luke said he loved Proud Boys. What is that? Oh, that's not nothing to love. That's the. The, um, the group of right-wing men's rights activists, I think. Oh, yeah, yeah, because I put MRA here. Oh, it must have been a documentary or something. They Or they did YouTube videos or something. Somebody who, who now is, a, is the Proud Boys made videos that Luke thought was funny in the early internet days. Oh, okay. And then yeah, evolved I, I into being now. a Proud Boy jerk. Okay. And then uh, Andrew describes himself as a clean boy. Um, <laughs> that is the truth. Yeah. <laughs> Anybody who can spend two hours cleaning a bathroom is oh the cleanest boy I've ever heard. Yeah. You know, a a bathroom in a house, not not uh, not a bathroom at the kingdom. Not with you ten know. stalls in it. There's one toilet. Right. <laughs> uh, there's a email from Cecilia saying that she was in a waiting room uh, when a woman was playing Tom Jones on her phone, and the woman turned it up instead of turning it down. <laughs> Um, I'm kind of into that. <laughs> yeah. I would never, ever do it, but I love it. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a story you can always tell, you know, and the moment you'll never forget is when someone yeah. was playing Tom Jones at full volume in a waiting room. Like, who is this? This is a monumental asshole here. Yep. Um, anesthesia story. Um, so I think this came from Andrew saying he he, he didn't want to go under anesthesia because he was afraid he was going to yell out racist things mm-hmm. or right. or awful things. <laughs> <laughs> and I think someone wrote in and said that they they yelled out rednecks are so loud. Yeah, about the people there. next door to them and that, you know, behind the curtain in the recovery oh, room. Oh, right, 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 right. In the recovery room, right. Yeah, I, I've spent a lot of time in those rooms lately. It's... um. You don't have any privacy, that's for sure. That is that is for sure. And uh and yeah, you're pretty easily annoyed when you're in that state yeah. too. Uh there's a voicemail uh, regarding the um hold music rights scam which was totally a thing. I don't know if it still is, but um there are a lot of scam artists out there that will call up businesses and tell them they need to pay money for this or that. Uh, including like uh, Yellow Pages ads or whatever. They'll just send you a bill. Um, we got a lot of that when I was in the restaurant mm-hmm. business. Um, and it led to my idea for, for a business that, that uh, Emily won't let me do. And that's just send businesses just invoices, for, mm-hmm. you know, services rendered, right. you know, send me a check, you know. Uh, and if the company's big enough or easily, easily, um, you know, they have someone who, who, who pays the bills, who just doesn't care, they'll send you a check. But it was, it would last probably about five days before I'd be back in the joint. Luke uh, tipped despite no olive service. I have no no recollection of this. But uh, they talked about a, uh, the P- a PTA movie rights scam, which, is, which was pretty genius and awful, uh, in that the PTA, mo- they're going to play, you know, 
some cars too and it's a fundraiser or whatever and they get a call the day of you know saying oh well, you need to pay us that is evil. Uh, three three hundred dollars for the rights of this movie yeah you know that was naomi it is right evil. Mm-hmm. naomi uh, hilliard yeah. is the co-president oh, she, of she her wrote PTA. In on or as luke says naomi <laughs> yeah what's up with that um yeah there's a special place in hell for those people yeah. who do that I, I would be suspicious because I would think that if it was legit, they would be asking for more than $300. Right. Mm-hmm. Or but, just telling uh, you not to play it. You know, yeah. You can't play it. <laughs> but I could definitely see if you were part of the, the PTA, it's not like it's your own money you're playing with. So you got to, you know, you don't yeah. want to get the school in trouble or the PTA in trouble. Yeah. I don't know. The the uh, the, the criminal in me really respects that, that play, <laughs> but it's awful. Uh, Luke wants a 9-11 holiday. Um, I don't know why. Presumably not with like decorations and family (laughs) meals and such. (laughs) Mickey just wants a day off work. When you celebrate, you know, Columbus Day, you know, or, or Thanksgiving, you know, the beginning of a pretty much a genocide, then why not, uh, 9-11 where thousands of people were, were murdered. They play regulate, and then it uh, it goes into the the Siak, uh, no point conversion intro. Uh, the no point conversion, David Burbank sits in, and it's uh, it's pretty entertaining for those of us that are sports fans. But um, it's not worth going into here because because David was there, nothing really noteworthy happened because he knows what he's talking about. Right. So. <laughs> All right, Wednesday, 2517, A Blur of Turtles. Now, this is the pod crawl episode. They watched Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Part 1. Um, the main takeaway was, boy, those turtles sure do love their pizza. Um, <laughs> they talk about the origin stories, which is kind of the only interesting thing about Teenage yeah. Mutant Ninja Turtles, that it was in 1989, and these two guys wrote a comic using, I think, their tax return, like their last dollars. Um, and it was kind of meant to be a parody of like popular mutant and superhero comics. And then it kind of got turned into this other thing. Um, I've never read that comic, but, uh, it does sound more interesting than the, than the movie. I hope those guys made a lot of money off it because, because, um, it really got ruined. Yeah. Whatever they, (laughs) whatever they did, um, it seemed to really get bastardized. So I hope they were well compensated. Now I haven't listened to the other podcasts, um, have you, have either of you listened to the other mm-hmm. two in the pod crawl? I, I listened to read it and weep, which I listen to on a semi-regular basis anyway. Um, and I say that if you would like a, a review of a Ninja Turtles movie that is fun and entertaining, you should listen to read it and weep. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> I hear, I see what you did there. Yeah. Well, and and you're a fan of that movie, right? Or you at least have seen it a lot. So. Well, I don't know if I can characterize myself as a, a, a fan so much that it's just been in my life so long because I have mm-hmm. seen it, I don't know, conservatively 50 times. Wow. wow. I, I Mostly, I mean, my brother was a huge Ninja Turtle fan from well before the movie. I'm sure that I went with him to see it. And um, it was one of the few VHS tapes that we had i mean my mom was very strict about regulating our tv and what we watched so i think we had 
Ninja Turtles and we had Jurassic Park and we had like, I don't know, White Fang or something that like starred <laughs> Ethan Hawke. And so when those are your choices and you're not allowed to watch a lot of regular TV, <laughs> you watch the Ninja Turtles movie a lot. <laughs> so this is what I'm picturing, Anne. Earlier this week, you put on uh, the TBTL, the Wednesday TBTL. You got your earbuds in and um, once they start talking about uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, you walk over to the drawer where all your old phones are are <laughs> are kept. You pull them all out. Then you go open your window and brace yourself for the cold air as you start chucking them one after the other. Well, other than the fact that we had kind of a warm snap this year, that's a fairly accurate <laughs> description of it. Okay, the rest of it is accurate. Okay. I mean, I have some problems with this pod crawl concept oh it's awful as yeah. a cross promotion anyway <laughs> i think we've talked about it before so that, convoluted you what know the fuck if alex falcone came on tbtl and they talked about it and andrew yes, went right. on the flop house and the right. flop house people you know if we could mix up some characters because the whole point is to drive more traffic to new shows right i don't know anything about those other right. shows right and the only reason I ever started listening to Read It and Weep was because Alex was on TBTL and I thought, oh, hey, yeah, he's he was entertaining. Funny. He was good. Yeah. So I just think that this is a very questionable way of going about it. And then I I don't understand why Luke wants to review this movie as if it's a serious movie. <laughs> you know, you how can you review a movie called Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and talk about, you know, the unrealistic jokes about mm -hmm. the grapes of wrath and when you should have made it a joke <laughs> about gray gardens you know and and he talks about how this this is his thing right how about oh it was probably you know the first pass through and they they probably worked up some pretty good jokes but then they showed it to the suits and the suits made them dumb mm -hmm. it down i'm like Luke, <laughs> just because that happened to you one time with the microsoft commercial it doesn't mean that's the way that it always works yeah that's his critique of almost every piece of art yep yeah usually the good jokes uh are are they get kept in most in most joke situations, if the joke is funny, the joke stays. This is sort of a movie for children too. Like we need to keep that in mind, and mm -hmm. you know, uh, rate right. it accordingly. Um, they do talk a lot about the music in the movie, um, and they play a really amazing song called "Rock the Half Shell" by Partners in Crime, spelled K R Y M E. And it, it was fascinating to me that it was made in 2015. Why on earth would you? Uh, continue to make songs about turtles and they just assume that they have more to say about turtles. What else reason do you need? Who doesn't? It really did sound like a um, Humpty Dance. Oh, yeah. For sure. Yeah. There was some great synthesizer action in that song. Mm -hmm. um, they talk a bit about the movie versus their cartoon and how the movie is a bit more gritty than Luke thought, although it's very um, g-rated violence nobody ever actually dies um, except for the bad guy spoiler alert who gets mildly crushed in a garbage truck at the end but they don't agree whether he actually got crushed or not um, luke thinks they didn't fully kill him so he'll be back in the reboot and what's your your verdict on that well they didn't really crush him the shredder's not dead yeah he, comes he back. was back he was back in the next movie so he's unkillable it's a really cool name for a villain though mm -hmm. i really yeah. like that 
they analyze what did and did not work. Um, the list of things I wrote down that did not work include the dialogue, uh, because they're wearing animatronic suits, and so they just have to make mouth movements uh, and then v- maybe dub over what they were saying, um, which allows them, in Luke's mind, to uh, swap in increasingly bad jokes as the suits ruin the <laughs> excellent dialogue that was surely written for this film. Uh, Corey Feldman, as the voice of Donatello, was in the negative column. Um, voice actors that play multiple people in the movie. So they all have kind of different accents, but obviously are the same person, <laughs> different characters. Now that um, as a cheap bastard, I admire that. It's, it's, it's ballsy. That's true. Um, <laughs> right. they talk about how the character development didn't really work. They couldn't tell who was who. It was just a blur of turtles, which is where the title comes from. And okay, there was a very weird dumb. popsicle scene. I'm, I'm sorry, but if Luke, claims any kind of familiarity with the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and then he can't tell which one is which, that's ridiculous. Well, that's his because problem because they, they right. all have their own individual likes and dislikes and character traits. Right. First of all, they're color-coded. Right. So that's pretty easy. Right. Second of all, they all have different weapons, which are prominently displayed most of the time. So you should know. Thirdly, they have very distinct different character profiles. I mean, it's total stereotype, right? You have the the serious leader and the smart ass and mm-hmm. the guy who's pissed off all the time and the brain, right? But that's pretty easy to determine who's who. Okay. So it's not a blur of turtles. No. All right. I may have seen this movie a few too many times. <laughs> mm-hmm. Can I uh, list a few criticisms that I have of, of Luke's yes. criticism? Please. More or less. Uh, number one, the character of Casey Jones was present in both the comics and the cartoon, contrary to what he said. He said that this character was introduced to give April O'Neill a love interest, and that's not true. He's the longtime character in his own right. Uh, I will say Sam Rockwell is, in fact, credited in this movie. Uh, Luke said he was not, but he is if you go to IMDb. And uh, it it says Sam Rockwell, head thug, right there. <laughs> so there you go. Um, I don't know, Meredith, if you were planning to talk about what they said about the the people actors. A little bit. Yeah, yeah. But I had a couple of thoughts on those. They, they talk about uh, Judith Hogue, who played April, and Elias Cotillas, who played Casey Jones. And they talk about her, and they're like, oh, yeah, too, too bad her career didn't really take off after this. And they talk about him, and they're like, oh, yeah, I've seen him in a ton of things. Let me tell you this. Judith Hogue has 106 IMDb credits, and Elias Cotillas has 88. So I don't know if this is just Luke hasn't watched any of the stuff that she's been, or if this is like a sexism thing. But I didn't appreciate it. And she's been in a million commercials over the years. So Andrew should have been on top of that. I disapprove. Hmm. Good points. Um, Well, the other things they didn't like about this movie include the plot. Um, Luke thinks it's weird that they can't be seen above ground. He does not understand how this this plot device works. That doesn't mean it was bad. The whole point is they can't be seen, but then Raphael goes rogue and goes to a movie in a trench coat as if right. that hides the fact that he's a turtle. Uh, but that sets a whole plot in motion. Right. I'd also like to point out that he's wearing a trench coat and he also has a backpack on over it. So that's going to hide the, the <laughs> hide hump the from his shell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they talk about the realism factor. Where are their parents? Why are there these 
ninja teenagers uh, allowed to just go live with April and where who, who's taking care of all these kids who live in the sewer now. Um, so that's not exactly super realistic. They talk about how April O'Neil wore heels voluntarily in the sewer, and I got to give them that. That's a that's a valid criticism. Um, well, you got to at least put on some rain boots, April. <laughs> I I do have a rebuttal to that, Meredith. <laughs> okay, it's that she was wearing heels, and then they got attacked in her apartment, and literally the floor fell out, and then everything started on fire, and they had to run for their lives, and so they ran upstate or wherever to the old grapes of wrath slash gray gardens house that she hasn't been to for years so she doesn't have any other footwear okay and then when they decide they're gonna go back and you know save the rat what she's gonna be like can we just stop at target so i can pick up some <laughs> boots you know she's i would have what she has i would i know <laughs> i might i, I probably would have too but i think it's kind of it, it doesn't hold a lot of water as a, a point of critique okay um, they do bring up some racist jokes about ninjas, something about uh, April not making her Sony payment, which, yeah, doesn't make a ton of yeah, sense. Yeah, that's bad. You're financing your stereo or something. Uh, and then <laughs> Asians come and beat you up for it. Not great. Not great. Um, and then the jokes in general, they just sort of have a problem with that. Uh, that they, they weren't very good. But again, this is a movie for children. Um, they did like that they used costumes versus CGI. Yes, um, I did too. They approved of the use of Sam Rockwell. They approved of the cinematography a little bit. Um, some of the jokes. Now they they were they were half on on this, like the the grapes of wrath jokes and Casablanca jokes. Kids aren't going to get those, but that's a classic kid movie technique to get the parents interested. Right. So they're not totally bored. Um, the kids are not going to understand that. There's so many things I look back now on cartoons, not realizing what the references were, like all the Godfather mm-hmm. references and the Animaniacs. I didn't understand the pigeons. Um, yes, it's supposed to be be Marlon Brando. And I didn't know who that was. Um, you know, that sort of stuff is always in, in kids movies and it makes it interesting, um, for the poor parents who have to see these terrible things. Um, Andrew is of course really into the rumpus room, the underground kid lair with skateboards and cigarettes (laughs) and video games. It's right up his alley. Um, one of the best MC hammer songs in existence is in this film. That was a pretty great one. I added that to my iTunes. And uh, they definitely are into the IMDb reviews that, uh, that, that were put in years and years and years ago. Very, people very serious about this film and, and reviewing it seriously. Right. So it's an important cinematic entry into the canon. <laughs> well, I think we can all agree <clears throat> that uh, we could come up with a better idea for podcast integration in less than two minutes than than this yep and and the website or whatever dot dot space space yeah pod pod it's like they're it's like they're taunting us they're daring us to not visit this thing i don't know yeah (laughs) right (laughs) anyway we'll we'll move on to uh thursday thanksgiving day 25 18 cooking with sean thanksgiving edition uh luke skips the rudy intro uh, but andrew steals it somehow with his turkey call <laughs> i've had it with the turkey call I, oh yeah. we only get the I turkey just, call for one week a year you're over uh, it i maybe it was funny once i don't know i they they seem to get a real kick out of it but i'm glad i'm glad they like it um, it's not not my cup of tea i should play it 
play it out loud and see if the dogs react to the turkey call. <laughs> there's there's going to be special cooking with Sean, as, as uh, said in the title, and they're going to be making a Susan Stamberg recipe for cranberry relish, which includes onions and sour cream. And, and it does sound really, really terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, they, it's supposed to, when it's done right, look like Pepto-Bismol. Um, this might be, when I was listening to this, I was like, I bet it's goddamn delicious. Because anything that sounds that terrible that people <laughs> are still making, you know, more than once, probably is so surprisingly delicious, you know. Well, so, so I made it last night. What? I did. Listen, it takes five minutes to make the entire recipe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was so easy. I was thinking this was a, a perfect recipe for a cooking with Sean because as long as he gets the correct ingredients, uh, sh- even Sean cannot mess this up. And I suspect right. that Genevieve was the one who procured the ingredients for this. So mm-hmm. um, it's pretty good. I have to say, I, I thought it, it tasted a lot of horseradish, was kind of the forward mm-hmm. profile, and then you get an onion kick at the end, but it has a lot of sugar in it, so it's pretty sweet. And I don't know that I'd want to like sit in front of the TV with a spoon and just eat it, but <laughs> right, it would right, be right. dynamite on a turkey sandwich. And did you put it in the huh. freezer? What's the purpose of freezing it? Yeah. I don't, huh. I don't know. I, I, th- I think it's just to keep it get it cold and they talked about the ice slivers mm-hmm. i don't know it was fine okay. give it a little firmer texture maybe a little more spreadable how much how much freezer time did you give it i put it in the freezer last night at like nine thirty, and then i took it out this morning and just okay. set it on the counter and it was sort of mostly um unfrozen by like 9 30 i gave it a good stir and then i could there's a solid chunk in the middle still but the edges were thawed did you use like crackers or i mean what or did you <laughs> no just... i just tasted it with a spoon okay okay i haven't really gone to town on it i knew it had to be delicious because mm-hmm. it sounds god awful it does um <laughs> tom douglas advice is to do the recipe as is the first time. I'm looking at you, Barb. Um, <laughs> someone, someone gives you a recipe. Try to do it the way it's the the way they say to do it before you start fucking with it. Yeah. Oh, that's Sorry, one Aiden. of the worst things on like um, cooking websites. There's a baking website that I go to a lot, and and she'll publish like like a beautiful cake recipe and in the comments people will be like i substituted this 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 and did it this way and it tasted terrible right what a bad recipe i used cottage cheese and pearl onions and it turned out terrible (laughs) so uh sugar and and horse radish are also ingredients and Mm -hmm. they um they talk about how the the ice icy slivers that's a feature that susan stanberg is it better in sliver form how did was it completely thawed by the time you had yours and i don't know because it didn't you were supposed to take it out like early in the morning and then stick it in the fridge and i knew that i wouldn't uh-huh. have time before we recorded so i just put it on the counter so i don't know that i had that many icy slivers in there can we get a picture of the 
that might be a good show picture for us? Yeah, I took one. You you couldn't really see the pink very well, but I'll try again. Oh, okay. But it okay. is shockingly pink. <laughs> <laughs> Not a lot of pink foods out there. Andrew uh, shows off his stock collection uh, oh, because he, like Michael Dukakis, <laughs> are bone collectors. <laughs> I just, I put in my notes, I really need him to watch the Bone Collector movie before he calls himself the Bone Collector because it's yeah. pretty disturbing. I understand it's a it's a horror movie, right? Well, yeah. he's a serial killer. The Bone Collector yeah. is a yeah. person. He kidnaps people and then he sets them up to die. If I remember rightly, he takes them down into like a, a industrial mechanical room and chains them up in front of like a steam relief <laughs> valve. And that's like an auto-release timed mechanism. And so the person gets blasted with steam until they melt. That's just one oh of boy. the ways he kills that's people. Not, that's not for me. I don't. Yeah, like it's that. a dark makes, movie. Does he make soup out of them after that? Oh, God, I hope not. <laughs> uh, I'm the skin suit maker. <laughs> um, Andrew's a baby about sour cream. He's a baby about everything. We'll get more into that on, on Friday. Um, Genevieve calls him out for wanting to skip the pre-frozen um, test uh, bite. I mean, he can't even like, I mean, he, we're talking about like a teaspoon of this stuff and he's like trying to chicken out of it. I what liked the bargain that she was trying to make with him. Like you can skip the pre-freezing test. But then once it's done, you have to eat an entire <laughs> tablespoon of it. And I will choose what qualifies as a tablespoon. <laughs> right. And I was picturing the, the as much as the stuff would stack up on one right. tablespoon. Right, yeah. <laughs> I was hoping for a very thick consistency. So it would be like <laughs> three inches tall tablespoon. Sean talks about the one time that he used salt instead of sugar. <laughs> Whoa. Baklava is hard to make. It is not easy to work with that phyllo dough. And it's just all ruined. I would have just been so sad for the waste. <clears throat> yeah, um, I'm going to skip forward a little bit and come back. Oh, talking about that, uh, culinary disasters. Genevieve um, is still bummed out about the turkey she made in Los Angeles. And she blames the oven, which um, I I agree. I mean, I've I've... Uh, gosh the oven the only thing i miss about kyle texas is the oven it was perfect mm. i mean even mm. it was the exact temperature it said it was and i don't think i've ever had an oven that's ever been that's ever cooked everything perfectly to recipe except nope. for that kyle oven and that sucks so i, I feel bad for her about that um Sean made a, a too salty steak for and uses that as uh, the reason that a uh, lady stepped away from from the relationship. <laughs> Whatever you got to tell yourself. <laughs> That's what I say. Uh, and Andrew made some peanut slash sesame noodles, um, which uh, Genevieve's Asian friend um, said were inedible. Seemed like a nice guy, that guy. Have you guys ever had a, a total disaster that you still rue to this day? Because I, I do. I'll tell you after after you give me yours. I mean, I've had baking disasters. Yeah. Well, what what uh, what's the one that you you're most nothing regretful? hugely spectacular? I mean, as you said, I, my oven is pretty terrible, 
it mm-hmm. cooks really slowly. And so like uh, like I made a cheesecake this morning that was supposed to bake for 50 minutes and I baked it for 70 in order to get it done. It's, you know, that kind of problems with it. But uh, I think I was baking a cake once that was like a meringue cake and I just couldn't tell when it was done. And I finally took it out and brought it to work and it was raw in the middle. Oh, I was no. really embarrassed. Mm. <sighs> Yikes. Yeah, the work the work factor that that uh, that ratchets up the mm-hmm. poisoning all your coworkers. <laughs> the regretfulness, yeah. of it, right? I do. Le- I I don't do as much baking, and baking is so precise, and you know, it's chemistry, and c- cooking isn't quite the same. So mm-hmm. I, d- I haven't had any super epic disasters, but I do have one blind spot. I'm pretty. I'm an okay cook, and I can get around a recipe just fine. But I cannot make a decent cup of coffee to save my life. I don't know what it is. I have a Chemex. Mm-hmm. I have a brewing thing. I have you know. Um, a French press, I can't, everything I make tastes like garbage. Um, and somebody else can do the exact same thing that I did, same grind, same filter, same water, and it tastes great. So I'm just well, once not you get in your head coffee. about something, yeah, it's like it knows you're scared of it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right. Right. it smells your fear. Yep. <clears throat> I made the worst beef stroganoff uh, a few years ago. I was going off some recipe that, that Emily gave me, and the there was a, a special recipe within the recipe to make the to make a, like a um a salt mixture that would you know you're supposed to sprinkle on there mm-hmm. and and instead of sprinkling i coated it and oh. uh yeah so but emily didn't leave me so <laughs> So, Sean, I, I think you might want to look harder at what happened yeah. to that. Oh, wasn't that because he used, like, a sea salt or kosher salt instead of table salt? I think Genevieve, that was Genevieve's. That was her steak, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think he just used too much salt. Um, Sean has a lot of uh, uh, problems with his stomach, and it sounds awful. I mean, I, I'd like to know what he can eat, because he was listing off some staples. Mm-hmm. Well, and he can't eat dairy and he can't eat onions. And so, like Andrew said, he okayed a recipe that has five ingredients, 40% of which will give him terrible gastrointestinal distress. Right. It reminded me of, um, you know, Luke has a story of um, Vanessa claiming to be allergic to onions just because Mm -hmm. she didn't Mm -hmm. like them. Uh, how, how anyone, especially someone of Mexican descent could, could claim to be allergic to onions and expect to be taken seriously. Uh, (laughs) I, I, I have no idea, but yeah, just, just say I'm a baby and I don't, I don't want to see the onions, you know, because trust me, you're eating them all day, every day. (laughs) The mouth spoon ship has sailed. That is a, uh, quote, uh, about Sean um, double dipping his his tasting spoon. <laughs> Andrew expresses concern at some point, and Genevieve claims to have witnessed the 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 phenomenon already having happened. So she says the mouth spoon ship has sailed. Uh, I don't know why that wasn't the show title. Um, Sean goes to his parents in Sammamish uh, for Thanksgiving Day. Uh, I guess he he's gone through some some depression problems, and at at some point, he uh, he didn't want to do what they did and go to the neighbors because he didn't want to make small talk with the the neighbors. So they 
they went to the casino and uh, I, I guess they got hot dogs off the floor <laughs> instead of turkey. <laughs> Andrew's always surprised when casinos are open. Do, don't ever be surprised. That they never close. <laughs> There's probably not even a lock on the goddamn nope. door. Andrew's nervous because Rachel Bell is coming for Thanksgiving. Um, I, I can see that. Yeah, but I feel bad for Rachel though because I mean, what must you think of me? What you think I'm gonna? Oh, this is so gross. You know, I've had better. You know, she <laughs> she seems like a nice person. She's not gonna. She's gonna throw gonna the that. turkey leg on the floor and say this is oh. unacceptable. <laughs> Disgusting. Like 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 uh, Genevieve's friend. This is inedible. All right. Uh, Andrew says they finally get to, to taste the final product. Andrew says it tastes like onion ice cream. Was was that <laughs> was that apt, and at all? Uh, the, the onion Maybe is definitely stronger once it's been marinating for a while, I guess. Mm-hmm. But I, I no, it doesn't have the texture of ice cream, and it doesn't. Actually, I could see my favorite ice cream place experimenting with an onion flavor. It's not sure. out of the realm of possibility. Weird and unnecessary. They make ice cream. They have beer ice cream, mm-hmm. sure. bacon, all that stuff. So probably not for me, but I wouldn't like be repulsed. I would try it. I mean, what? But Andrew is just such a baby. Uh, they talk about what they're thankful for. Sean is uh, thankful for friends and family. So is uh, Genevieve. Andrew's just thankful for not having to eat more onion ice cream. <laughs> one of these things is not like the other. <laughs> right. One of the, one of these things is very babyish. Happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah. So that's it for Thanksgiving. All right. Friday, 2519. Still just a gleam on my scalp. Now, this is mostly a rerun, but there's some good material at the beginning of this episode. Uh, They start out talking about their favorite Thanksgiving Day foods. They record this on Wednesday, so they haven't actually had Thanksgiving yet. Um, Andrew just mentions that he ate a single cranberry. Um, (laughs) That was dry and kind of bitter. Good for you. No kidding. (laughs) What a big boy. (laughs) That's why we mix it with tons of sugar (laughs) before we eat it. They're not very good. Um, Luke just talks about um, how m- much carbs he loves. He wants to eat mashed potatoes <laughs> right. and Hawaiian rolls, mostly so that he can deliver butter into his face. I love that he admitted that because I I, I have felt that way at times in my life, too. And it's just I'm just trying to get butter and carbs into myself. And, oh, I think I had and... like three rolls on Thanksgiving <laughs> Day. I was so full, but it was just like, oh, rolls. So good. Yeah. And butter. Um, Luke talks about changing accountants and that freaks Andrew out because he assumes he's talking about Kevin at Liberty Mutual. And then they say, Luke says that he would rather fight than switch. Um, and they play this old <laughs> cigarette commercial. I am so into jingles that I knew that it was Terryton. Really? Well, and Andrew should yeah, know. I knew yeah. it. I knew it. They said rather fight than switch. Yeah. He, sometimes he has blind spots, even though he does that that podcast he still has blind spots and it sounds like they just did a show about smoking too Mm -hmm. Uh, they talk a little bit about 90s fashion returning um, and lamenting the fact that high-waisted jeans are back in and flip sunglasses and that in another 20 years we're gonna regret it we it was regretful at the time and it's regretful again right it was immediately regretful i will accept the return of 90s fashion i mean i won't embrace it but i'll accept it but if 90s hair comes back i'm finished no Mm -hmm. way oh yeah nope that was terrible 
I can't I can't look at someone wearing high waisted jeans, especially dudes, because I'm just imagining they get, they rack themselves all the time when they sit down or stand up or get in a car. I have a particular. Well, I mean, I'm sure they do. I have a particularly hipstery friend on Facebook, and I just saw a picture of her posting of herself um, wearing mom jeans that were rolled up at the ankle. <gasps> no. In that like donut way, I was like, oh mm-hmm. no. <laughs> We lost her. She's gone. This is coming she's, back. She's done. She's going to wear a fanny pack next. <laughs> right. Um, getting to the real thrust of this episode, um, it is one from the archives, and we would like to thank archivist Asia Thompson. This is a clip that she, or an episode that she archived, and it sounds like Luke and Andrew contacted our own Christy Wise, asking her about the birth of the laser baldness helmet talk. And she immediately was able to beep, beep, boop her internet and figure out exactly <laughs> the episode. And she sent it to them right away. So awesome job, Christy. Awesome job, Asia. And and, and Luke did a pretty good plug for the, for the archive, the TBTL archive, which mm-hmm. we will tell you all about how to get involved later in the show. But it really is a useful and wonderful resource. And it's thanks mostly to Anne, um, who's done <laughs> more archiving than anybody. <laughs> but tons of tens have participated. And mm-hmm. it really is a really cool project. Uh, Mike, you did what? One day? So you did your part. I did a day. Mm-hmm. I did. I, I just wanted to know I just wanted to know what it was like and I, I figured that out and then I didn't do it anymore. I mean <laughs> if I I gotta take notes on, on two days a week, that's enough for me. Did yeah, you submit we're doing the our day part. that you did even? I submitted, I sent it in. I don't know if it got used whatever, but then Christy, you know, s- stripped stripped my day away, like taking, you know, medals off of off of a general who's been disgraced. You were punished. She stripped it from me. Yeah dishonorable discharge from the archive project replaced it with ribbons of shame Mm -hmm. um well i thought they were going to just play the clip about the laser baldness helmet but they just dropped the whole episode in there (laughs) they sure Um, did so i'll i'll breeze past it since it's not that old and we've already talked about all this stuff um this is the day that andrew uh, revealed that he was uh anxious about getting an invite to dinner at somebody's house and he suggested a restaurant instead because he didn't want to be captive to their food choices that he oh may not like because he's an infant uh and then plans got canceled is, so it's a moot point. would you ever do that hell I mean, no no Mm-mm. that's insulting yeah that's a, clearly him saying i don't want to come to your house yeah food. i'm afraid you're gonna cook something monstrous you know yeah. i mean someone wants to cook for you they invite you over to their house that's great hey any food i don't that's have to great. make is wonderful food in my opinion Right. Uh, yeah, totally. Yeah, even when when Emily cooks, I'm like, I don't care. Whatever. Yeah. I'm eating it. I didn't have to do any work. Thank it's you. terrific. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. And they talk about well, his his perfect nightmare would just be like four casseroles on a table. Um and Luke suggests that he should just bring a dish that he can eat. And that's what people with weird food restrictions do. That's not out of yeah. the question. You know, yeah, you say, do I'm, that. I'm kind or... of a jur I'm kind of a baby about food. I'm gonna I'm gonna bring something. He won't even admit but, that. He'll just um... be anxious about it and then starve. Mm. <sighs> My brother's girlfriend is um gluten and dairy free. She says she hasn't been diagnosed with anything, so she doesn't claim to have celiac disease or anything, but she said that she was having a lot of migraines and these were sort of you know, she doesn't know if that's what cured it, but she f- just feels a lot better when she doesn't eat dairy mm-hmm. and gluten. And she just deals with it, you know? Yeah. She I like that attitude. 
assume that everything is going to be okay. She never makes a big deal of it. She just tries to take care of her own needs and has no problem in participating in uh, things with other people. Just bring a bag of jerky, pull it out of your <laughs> fanny pack and <laughs> get down. That's right. Hey, I brought a bag of farts. <laughs> and some pocket sausages. Um, next up is, uh, talk about throat clearing anxiety. The guys are clearing their throats and Andrew talks a little bit about how his dad kind of had a tick. It seems to become a habit at a certain point. And the more you think about not clearing the thro your throat, the more you have to clear your throat. Um, Luke is having do you, some, do you guys have this phenomenon where if someone's on TV and they sound like they should clear their throat, you immediately clear your own. Yeah. Throat? It's like sympathy. Like you're yep. helping them somehow. <laughs> Here's how you do it. Right. <laughs> Yep. Um, Luke is having some anxiety about a backhoe coming over to dig a trench, which will become a wall. Um, and then the top story for today and the whole point of this clip is they start talking about Donald Trump's hair. This is before he was actually elected. Um, and then the guys talk about their hair anxieties. Andrew talks about how he air dries his and Luke is obviously anxious about going bald. And he brings up a laser comb and tries to pretend like this is a valid scientific um proven <laughs> device and sure the first <laughs> it's not for the record um and he says if it wasn't like nine hundred dollars i would buy it which we know that didn't stop him um it's called the capulus 82 uh, and they make a big point of saying that it was fda cleared and i think i talked about this when when we recapped this episode originally but fda cleared does not mean the same thing as fda approved <laughs> it just right. means it's not going to kill you it doesn't mean it works right. The lasers aren't going to penetrate your skull and fry your brain. As far as we know. <laughs> right, right. Look at Invokana. Yeah. Your foot falls off. Exactly. Luke's scalp's going to fall off. So they talk about Donald Trump's hair and the shyster who does his probably hair extensions. And they go on a real deep dive about what he does with his hair and why and how he styles it. Uh, and how it's kind of just one big spray painted unit stuck to his head. I think that Luke's probably correct. That makes a lot of sense to me. It does. It does move as one one item when 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 he gets mm -hmm. hit with a gust Amoeba -like. of wind. Yeah. That's a single celled organism on his head. God, how did this happen? How did it happen? <laughs> if it was fake hair, it would be better hair, right? It yeah. wouldn't be so. that wispy, nasty stuff. It looks like a spider web, like a yellow spider web. So gross. Uh, and then there's some bits and uh, pieces about like why hotels are cold to keep smells down. They talk about how stinky New Orleans is because it's, you know, full of, I think one of them called it a river of throw up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's pretty, Bourbon it's pretty Street. bad. You don't, yeah, you don't want to be there. Uh, you don't want to be there when it starts heating up. No. I was thinking no, no. about, you know, keeping hotels cold and, and keeping, uh, public businesses cold and the, and they are you know Luke has a point but what I was thinking about was back in the days when I was so much heavier I just felt the heat so much more so I'm wondering if it's I mean Luke has issues with his body and his weight but he's still a very trim man I think if he added you know 150 pounds on his frame uh, he might get a better idea of you know what it feels like to because that fat is so hot i don't know if you had that experience mm -hmm. when you were heavier mike but i certainly did yep. i was just hot all the time yeah 
then let's see what do we got here oh the lucky ladybug song they play that uh again and then they talk more about how fashion is cyclical and andrew gets grumpy about facebook pictures um and he says he's an old man about it but doesn't really want to explain why uh so more now, andrew old uh, man i don't tendencies. think i got all the way to the end of the end of this one what facebook pictures was he irritated by i think he's irritated what? by other people posting selfies that was my impression but he wasn't very okay. clear about that just okay. that he's a grumpy old man about it. Uh, and there was no music for your weekend. This was not originally a Friday show. So they go out with Donovan. Yellow is the color of my true love's hair. Why does Luke allow this? Why? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> he's so awful. particular about his music. And he's so judgmental about music. Why does he let this happen? <laughs> I don't know. It's so bad. It was not the worst of the Donovan songs that no. I have heard. Thanks to Andrew. That's for sure. <laughs> That's a ringing endorsement. Okay. Housekeeping. Uh, buy buy stuff from us. Again, there's free shipping on Cyber Monday, according to the nice lady. And speaking of the nice lady who has engineered the archive project, which, as we said before, is amazing and so, so quick uh, and easy to use. Um, why don't we uh, drop in Luke's more or less a pitch for the archive, maybe more of a attaboy, I guess. But uh, he had some very kind words about um, the nice lady, Christy, and uh, the archives. So let's drop that in here. This ambitious and amazing TBTL archiving project that has been going on like for a long time. It's incredible that the people are putting in time on this. Um, but like... You and I were talking the other day, Andrew, about, well, if we're talking about shopping on Friday, it's Black Friday, and we'll talk about, like, what about the balding helmet? And I ask our friend Christy Wise, and she's like, well, she, like, puts it into her database, and she's like, beep, boop, 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 boop. Mm. That's what I assume the database sounds oh, like. Oh, she, was like, she crunching with T-Bone? <laughs> she was ready for some serious <laughs> crunching. She was, the first mention of lasers was on 21436-1616, and then she includes the link. When you said you wanted to buy the Capulus 82 laser cap comb. As you shop for Christmas. That's or Hanukkah. Right. Or Hanukkah. Kwanzaa, or or Kwanzaa, Kwanzaa. Do they do presents for Kwanzaa? Or Festivus. Whatever, whatever your jam is. You can do presents for Kwanzaa. Sure. They just have to have, you know, an African pattern on them. Right. Okay. So just whatever it is, just add the pattern and then that's Kwanzaa gift. Um, go to littleredbandwagon.com slash Amazon and buy it there so that we can read about it on the show and make fun of you. Um, no. <laughs> kidding. Uh, listen to our friends over at Earbuds and Earworms. This week, it's Christian Rock with Jeremy Henson of the Eureka Podcast. I think I'm going to listen to this just um, uh, today because I... There's nothing I hate more than Christian rock. And I can identify <laughs> it in like two notes. It's like name that tune. Mm -hmm. Something about, I don't even have to hear the lyrics. It's just so, so schlocky and bad. The The highest compliment you could give to a Christian rock band or song is that, oh, it took me a minute. You know? <laughs> to realize it was a Christian rock song. Yeah. Before. Yep. Yeah. It took me a minute. Way to go, guys. I hated the Sundays that we had quote contemporary worship oh, at church boy. 
because the songs are so terrible and there's nothing to even think about with most of them. It's like, okay, now I'm going to sing My God is an Awesome God 50 times. And that's the entire <laughs> sort know. of intellectual message of that song. It's like a three-year-old making up a song. You know how like, <laughs> little kids will will sing song yes. and just through the day? That's what Christian rock is. It's so terrible. Uh, defend yourself, Christian rock, Christian rock edition. Well, we'll just have to listen to earbuds and earworms, and and maybe our it eyes. It would be will... a great name for a linebacker, though. <laughs> Christian rock, <laughs> six two two thirty five, out of Oregon State. I'm gonna look on Facebook and see if there's somebody named I'm Christian sure there rock. Is. <laughs> what up, Chris? Uh, send us your favorite clips for the end of the year show. Um, that's really all we have for our housekeeping. Um, but also, uh, sorry, uh, tbtlcards at gmail.com. It's not too late. I don't think to, uh, send a message there and, uh, get involved in the, uh, holiday card program. Oh yeah. That's fun. Uh, if you want to get involved with the show, visit us at littleredbandwagon.com. Send in your hug or throw your phone moments to throwyourphone.com. Visit us on Facebook, our page, or the Stens page. We're always lurking around there. Our show Twitter is at LRB Podcast. You can email us at littleredbandwagon at gmail.com. Send us a voicemail or text at 802-432-TBTL. That's 802-432-8285. And with that, Anne, why don't you get us out of here? Until next time, this is the next party. We love you, Jen, and we know you wouldn't have fallen for that pod crawl bullshit. Nailed it. I did, didn't I? Yeah. I thought that I was looking forward to it more because um, Thanksgiving falls on sex day this year <laughs> in my house. Oh, wow. Is it maybe you're... May, is it sex maybe day you're... again already? God, it's like maybe. that year flew by. I know. But maybe you're right. Maybe it has something to do with family and stress. Well, those are know. both... Those are You know what, Andrew? Those are both theories. And I think, <laughs> I think you're... I think you've... You may have already violated your key to the pyramid... <laughs> Because that was sorry. one of the slappiest answers I've ever heard you give. I'm sorry, and I'm cracking myself up. That's the worst. Um, Easy, Rudy. So, Rudy uh, knows it's sex day, too. <laughs>